Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 24th. Let's get right into it, shall we? The first story we're going to talk about is, well, the story that John Solomon has broke. Evidently, the Biden administration ordered the, the raid on Trump's house. Now, let's take a look at that. That's exactly what the left has been claiming Trump would do, given the opportunity. He had four years to do it. He didn't do it to Hillary. He didn't do it to Obama. He didn't do do it to any of his political adversaries or enemies. No, it happened to him. You see, this is what Saul Alinsky in Rules for Radicals, and by the way, if you guys haven't read that, Rules for Radicals, it's a short read. It's the guideline, it's the guidepost on how to run these smear campaigns, how to take advantage of the system. And by the way, it's Hillary Clinton's favorite favorite book. She wrote her dissertation in college about this. This book, this one book. Shouldn't you know the books that Hillary Clinton reads? Don't you want to read those so you know what she thinks? That's what I did. I wanted to find out about it. Now, I'd read it long before I knew that Hillary Clinton was into it because it was one of those books that you had to read to understand how the opposite works against you, how the opposition works against you. Rules for Radicals. Saul Alinsky, you got to check it out. Here's John Solomon talking to uh, Steve Bannon on The War Room about the Biden administration going directly after Trump, being a dictator, banana republic style. This is scary, folks. We have new evidence. Uh, Justin News has obtained correspondence between various parties during the uh, lead up to the raid showing that the Biden White House, that's right, the Biden White Joe Biden's White House, the one that said they had nothing to do with this, they were deeply involved in the early instigation of the criminal probe against President Trump. Did you hear that? The Biden White House initiated this raid against Trump. I'm going to say it again. The Biden White House initiated this raid against Trump. Everything that they've said that Trump was, they are. They've proven it. They lie to you time and time again. They want you to believe that they're this benevolent caretaker for you and yours. Meanwhile, they're doing th- this is exactly what our founding fathers were, were afraid of. The power of the state being used against the people. Donald Trump is no longer a political leader. He's a citizen. He stepped down. He became just like you and I. He's a citizen. He's no longer a politician. He's no longer part of the federal government. He's a citizen. So Joe Biden is using the the weight and the power of the federal government against a single citizen, regardless of if he's former president or not. He's t- today, he is a citizen, no different than you or I. So whatever, whatever the Biden administration does to him, he's doing to all of us. The administration is doing to all of us. The administrative state, the bureaucracy, the deep state, they're doing it to all of us. If they can do it to a former president who has, who has removed themselves from power, step down the lawful transfer of power, I might add, again, They claim that Trump, after January 6th, was going to remain in power. It was a constitutional crisis. What's going on right now is a constitutional crisis. We have an out-of-control DOJ. We've got an out-of-control FBI. They will come for you. If they'll go for a former president with all of the protections that he has, nothing will stop them from coming from you. Solomon continues. Including uh, clearing the way for the... uh, uh, President, President Trump's 
a claim of executive privilege to be eviscerated, basically uh, getting rid of his executive privilege before he could contest it. That occurred just before a grand jury started delivering subpoenas, looking for the record. So for the first time, we now have evidence that Joe Biden's White House was in the middle of this right from the start, way before the Mar-a-Lago raid. Aren't you tired of this? Aren't you tired of having the mainstream media continually lie to you? They're in bed with the DNC. This isn't a left-right thing anymore. This is a globalist versus us. That's why there's this, this thought process that it's, it's two wings of the same bird or two faces to the same coin. It is not. Conservatism is not the side of a coin. It's not a wing of a bird. Conservative values are what freed the slaves, gave women the vote, Gave the vote to everyone, regardless of skin color. Stands up for the Constitution. That's conservative values. Well, they never want anything to change. No, we don't mind if things change. We just don't like you changing the rules in the middle of the game. That's what we don't like. Changing the definitions of words to meet your criteria because the mess you've gotten yourself into, the definitions don't work right now to support your narrative. Recession. We're not in a recession. Tell that to somebody paying $8 a, ga- a gallon for gas in California. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vaccine? Seriously? Really? Does it stop you from getting the disease? Oh, it doesn't do that. Does it, does it get you, does it stop you from passing it on? Oh, it doesn't do that either. Does it stop you from dying from the disease? No, no, it doesn't do any of those things. But it's a vaccine, motherfucker. And if you call it anything else, I will strip you of everything you've worked for for your entire life. That's the left. That is the mentality of globalism. This is where we are, folks. Shut the fuck up. You heard it from the World Economic Forum. Shut up. You'll own nothing and be happy. Now, I've added the shut up. That's me. But that's the way you've got to say it because any any other way that you say it doesn't make any sense. You can't have anything because Klaus Schwab doesn't want you having it? That doesn't sound like freedom to me. And why the fuck are our politicians listening to Klaus Schwab? Why are all of our politicians hanging out in uh, Ukraine? During this war, how many photo ops have we seen our politicians go get in a fucking active war zone? Not just that, but one of the most corrupt nations on the face of the earth, where the majority of money laundering for the global, the global elite, that's where it happens. That's where it happens is in Ukraine. That's where they exchange their funds. Now you know why they're all going to Ukraine. People, you've got to look at this and you've got to move yourself out. The system isn't any bigger than it has ever been. The system's, the, the, the system's exactly the same as it was with the kings and the serfs. Nothing has changed. People have been lulled into believing that they have rights, but if those rights aren't enforced, then there's no difference than having a king or a ruler over you. They've lulled you into believing that you have rights. But to exercise those rights, you have to go to great lengths. Let's just think about the, the Second Amendment right. The Second Amendment right. <laughs> the Second Amendment right... Um, why do I have to ask, or why did I have to ask for permission to ex? Oh, it's so dangerous. The Second Amendment isn't nearly as dangerous as the First Amendment. The First Amendment can raise an army. The Second Amendment can't raise an army. No, that's why the First Amendment is the most important. Because with words, you can incite men and raise an army. Second Amendment, 
Nope, you just need the guns to, to take action. The next thing. But you need your voice first. But they know that if they take the guns, you lose your voice. You can't incite anybody because you have no way to fight back. That's why they're attacking both so hard. They don't want us speaking on these platforms. They don't want us broadcasting. They don't want us talking to you. They don't want you hearing someone from the outside giving you advice on how to deal with what's coming next. My message has been the same from the get-go. Get involved. Be a cog in the wheel. Be, be a block for the cogs in the wheel. The left has the ability to stop things. The bureaucracy is so thick in D.C., so thick at the state level, in all departments. It's so thick that if you're not in it, you can't make a difference. You have to be in it to make a difference. We're calling on whistleblowers. We need people to start stepping forward. When it happens in numbers, you'll be protected, just like the Me Too women were. It's time to start using mass numbers to make movements, to take action, to, to affect change. Otherwise, they're going to continue doing what they're doing. What, what Biden just did with the raid on Mar-a-Lago should scare every one of you. You don't think that that's possible? Look at what just happened. Former president of the United States, his estate was raided. Now, what do you think that the neighbors were thinking. Do you think that they were thinking, oh, well, they're over at Trump's house right now, but I'm getting ready. I'm going to get locked and loaded because when they come here, nope. When they're at your neighbor's house, it's already too late. When they're at your home, it's already too late. You're fucked. That's why you need community. That's why you need to be involved so that the raid never happens in the first place. We need better people running for office. We need pe better people involved in our politics. I've been involved for 15 years. Trust me, there are more crooks than good people. And I'm not talking about the people that, that um, support. I'm not talking about the people that, that are there to do the right thing. You know who you are. But among your ranks, among our ranks, are the vultures. The people that are just there to make a dime. That's who we need to out. They're the dangerous ones because they'll sell out for any price. They don't care. They're just there for the money. They're not there for freedom. They're not there to, to, to protect your freedoms. They're not there to support America. They're there to make a dime. And anyone who will rip off someone who's trying to do the right thing, and we've seen it in politics time and time again. If you don't know political consultants, they, they are like used car salesmen. They really are. Um, I've never, I've never gone in and submitted to be a campaign manager for any candidate. They've always contacted me. I don't go out and look for business. I generally get called to help clean messes up. That's what my dad did. He was a minister and he would clean up churches, churches where they had problems. I don't do, I do the exact same thing my dad did. I just do it in a different industry. We would go into a church because the, 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 the pastor would run off with a choir leader or would, uh, would uh, abscond with all the money in the, in, the, in the bank. Those kind of things happen. Yes, ministers are not perfect. And so my dad, his job with inside the organization that he worked with, uh, the church that he worked with, we would travel around the country going to these churches that had problems and go in and straighten them up, get them cleaned up, get them back to where they got a new minister, and then we'd move on to the next one. So there were times that I'd go to, you know, school after school. I went to three schools in one year. That's tough. You learn how to deal with bullies really quick doing that. But that process of going through and cleaning up is exactly what we need to do. We need to have 
someone come through. Trump has already said it. I, I believe that the raid on Mar-a-Lago was a direct has direct correlation to the outline of the plan that Steve Bannon gave at CPAC on the Friday night previous. On Friday night, Steve Bannon outlined his plan, Trump's plan for, for what a 24 run is going to be like, what his policies, what his platform is going to be in 24. And his platform is very similar to that of JFK's. JFK, shortly before he was shot in Dallas, made the statement that he was going to abolish the CIA and the FBI and scatter their ashes to the corners of the earth. Trump is saying the exact same thing. I remind you, Kennedy's no longer with us. They assassinated him. The CIA, and most likely the FBI, had a hand in it, doing the exact same things to Trump that they did back then. Now, they realized that that was an overreach. So the next time that they started to smear people and started to do stuff like that, they did it with sex. They did it with other ways. That's the new technique. Blowing somebody's head off in public, yeah, that's bad PR. It just raises too many questions. So you got to come up with different ways to get people that you don't want gone. Here recently, I just, I just had the same thing happen to me. They tried to smear me. The thing is, is that I went on it head to head. It was a lie. And that's what you have to do with lies. You have to take them on head on. Well, that's what Trump is doing. Trump is taking it on head on right now. But they're coming at him in every different way that they can. And this time, it's a violation of his Fourth Amendment rights directly from the White House. If they can do it to, if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to you. What's sad is that we've got these politicians who claim to, to be politicians of the people. They're there supporting Trump. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And you should know who they are. One of them is Andy Barr. He's a representative out of Kentucky, and he says that he went back home, and, and he just doesn't understand what people are talking about, that the 2020 election, we've got we've to stop looking in our rearview mirror. We've got to move forward. January 6th, move forward. We've got to just forgive and forget. And he's not hearing anybody in Kentucky talking about it. I call bullshit. What do you say? Do you agree with her warnings and concerns? Well, I, th I think it goes to show that, uh, and the election outcomes in a lot of these primaries, it goes to show these congressional seats do not belong to politicians in Washington. They, these seats belong to the American people, and there is a massive, massive disconnect between the priorities of politicians in Washington and the concerns of the American people. I've been... So, okay, so he's absolutely right. There is a huge disconnect between the politicians in Washington, D.C. and those of us here back home. He doesn't know what it is. He has no idea what the fuck we're talking about back home. He says that he doesn't hear anything about the 2020 election. He didn't hear anything about January 6th. All he hears about is high prices and get Joe Biden out of office. That's not good enough, Andy. You're not listening closely enough. We don't trust you if you're not looking back at 2020 and, and letting us know... Can we really trust the vote? Was it really legal? Was it really transparent? Was it the right thing? Was it? I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm asking you, was it? Prove that it was. Prove that it was transparent. It was not. They were, they were barring people from, from seeing in. They're still barring information. They do not want the count from 2020. People, I'll give you an example. When this motherfucker came out and claimed that I was a sexual offender or sexual predator and he had all these records, prove it, motherfucker. I didn't have any of that. There's none of that bullshit going on. I don't have that in my life. So I went head on. Prove it. Right here, they can't prove it. When you're trying to hide something, 
when you're trying to hide something, you're hiding it because you don't want the truth to be seen. No one should be afraid of the truth except those that have done wrong. You should never be afraid of the truth unless it's going to harm you because what you did was a sin. It was illegal. It was immoral. It was unethical. It's you. You don't want it seen. You don't want the rest of the the world putting their eyes on you after they realize what you've done wrong. That's why you hide. That's why you hide this information. You haven't talked to anyone, Andy, that is a part of the community that we're talking about. You talk to your elites. I know exactly how these parties are. Because when I go to these parties, I'm, I'm the outlier. I'm the one going, are you guys paying attention to what's going on? Oh, Kramer, that's not really an issue. It is an issue. The American people do not trust you. Wake the fuck up, Andy. They don't, they don't trust you because of this kind of bullshit right here. He's the man. He's, he's in touch with his people in Kentucky. This is Andy Barr, representative Andy Barr, by the way. He continues about how the people of Kentucky are not concerned about January 6th, voter integrity. None of that matters. All that matters is the price of, of eggs and, and milk. Back in my district, uh, in urban Kentucky, Mount Sterling, Kentucky, in, in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, Richmond, Kentucky, over the last several weeks, and not once, not once have any of my constituents, Republican or Democrat, talked about uh, the 2020 election, January 6th, the committee. In- See that? Not one of them. Not a single one broached that. Hey, what are we going to do about 2020? We're 80-some we're days away from the election, and nobody's talking about what happened in 2020, and can we trust this next election? Half of America thought that the election was rigged. Half. Half of Americans think that the 2020 election was rigged. There's still no answer. They'll never be happy. They'll never be happy until they know for sure. And the other side, they just use it as a weapon. Well, there was no proof of that. Widespread voter fraud. That stuff doesn't exist. Widespread. Let me ask you this. When anyone has to put an adjective, like widespread, in front of um, the verb of um, voter fraud, I think that's right. I was terrible in English, so don't take my word for this. Any of this stuff I'm saying about the language or the the names of these things. Um, Why do we have, why is putting the word widespread in front of that though? Why, why is that, why is that, why does that lessen the offense? If I told you there was no widespread murder, would that make murder any worse? There's no widespread theft. Does that make theft any less worse? Does that, if I said there's no widespread sexual assault, does that make it any, why is the word widespread used? Well, it's, it's used to diffuse the crime, the crime that they're, 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 they're guilty of. The thing that they're trying to, to hide. You don't diffuse a crime. Nobody says widespread rape. We'll, 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 deal with ra- we'll, we'll deal with rape when it gets widespread. Do you understand the point I'm making here? <laughs> I did it very poorly. But what I'm trying to say is when you, when you diffuse a word that is a crime or something that we look at as taboo, theft is taboo, you don't want people stealing shit from you. When that happens, they're trying to defuse it. They want you to make it, make you think that that crime is not as bad. Well, I'll tell you what, that crime is one of the worst ones because it's theft of somebody else's vote. When somebody puts through a false ballot, that's stealing someone else's vote. That's theft. Theft through deception. And I'd want to get to the bottom of it. Not Andy. 
Nope, Andy thinks there's bigger issues in Kentucky. Listen closely. Washington or any of these issues, they're, they're talking about not being able to afford yeah. putting food on the table. But because they can't put food on the table doesn't mean they're not concerned about 2020, Andy. Putting gas in their trucks. And just because they're, they're concerned about putting gas in their trucks doesn't mean they're not concerned about 2020, Andy. And, and not being able to... To, to, uh, to, to see their grandson again because he died of a fentanyl overdose. And why is that? Why is that? Why, why couldn't people go into the hospitals and see their loved ones? Well, well that was under Joe Biden. The, the presidency had to be stolen for Joe to take over and put these draconian measures in place. And we've suffered under it for the last two years because you don't have the balls, Andy Barr, to stand up and say, listen, I don't know if anything happened. But let's get into it. Let's dig into it to make sure. Let's let the American people know for sure one way or the other. But they don't want to do that. So what does Andy Barr in Kentucky have to hide? That's the question you have to ask. Let's not look back, folks. Let's just trudge through and, and just, just admit that it was a, a mistake in our history and that we can move forward with it. No, that's not good enough, Andy. Because if I can't trust the last election, what makes you think I can trust the next one, especially the 2024 election? You think I'm going to trust another national election? I don't. Do you, the listener, listening right now, can you trust elections? Did you see what happened in 2020? Left or right, you have to admit, what happened in 2020 was odd. It had never happened before. We had never stopped counting in any state on a, presid a presidential election. Ever. We had never stopped in our nation's history. That night, not just one state stopped, but six states stopped all at one time. In unison, at the exact same time. That's collusion. You have to have coordination. They coordinated. That's collusion. I'd like at least to get into that. Just that. Why did all six states stop counting at the same time? Who were they talking to? Who was directing them to stop? Did they coordinate? Did they talk to each other? Those are the questions that we have, Andy Barr. So yes, we're dealing with these other issues. Yes, we're dealing with high gas prices. Yes, we're dealing with high food prices. But what we want to know is what the fuck happened in 2020? Because we don't have control over our southern border. That's what the American people care about. And politicians who obsess about the past are not in touch with the American people. That, that right there. Yes, Andy, the American people, left and right, want to be able to know that their elections are fair, that they're transparent, and that if there's an issue... That you guys go, hey, listen, come on in. Let's take, let's take a look at these books together so that we trust each other. But you're not doing that. You're hiding it. All of you, left and right. Again, this is not a Republican um, versus Democrat issue anymore in this country and the planet. It's not. It's global elites against conservatism. That's what it's about. We've got to put it in the context that it is. When you have rhinos, Republicans, that can side with liberals, they're no longer on your side. They're part of the global elite. They're part of the, 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 the part of the system that wants to take over the entire planet. Why do you think that Putin is fighting back so hard? This is, a, this is Stratego at a real world scale, folks. Look at what's just happened. I mean, we just, we just found out that we, we had a federal judge just, uh, just arrested. I think it was down in Texas just arrested for human trafficking. They were facilitating human trafficking. We are no different. Our nation is just as corrupt. 
And it's because we're allowing our officials not to enforce the laws. We've got Hunter Biden. I've seen the laptop. He's had sex with small children. He put it on his, his laptop. The FBI has it. They know it. They're not doing anything. People, there are people that are allowed to live outside the Constitution. If you're rich, you get to live outside the Constitution. Think about this Ghislaine Maxwell deal. Where's that little black book? That seems, a little, that seems pretty odd that she's going to prison for driving the kids around, for getting the kids from wherever they were to whoever wanted them. She's going to jail for being a sex trafficking Uber driver. But the people who, the people who ordered the kids, their, their names can't be known. Why? Well, because it would, it would cause too much of a problem politically. You'd be shocked whose names are on there. That's what the judge said. Oh, it's too titillating. It would, it would cause too much fear in the country. Yes, you're right. And that little black book is going to be, in the next two years, will be out. It has to. We cannot move forward unless we rid ourselves of these fucking evil pigs among, amongst us. They need to be rooted out and done with of what you do with an animal that's out of control. You harm our children. We come for you. This isn't my mission, by the way. Um, recently on social media, people were saying, well, you're a sellout because you won't talk about the missing kids. Listen, guys, the elections matter more, most. Oh, no, it's the kids. Nope, sorry. You keep fighting for the kids. The elections matter most. If we don't get these elections right in 80 days or so here, if we don't get the elections right, my fear is we're going to lose control of everything. And then we will have no chance, no opportunity at all to ever help the kids. At all. We've got to get the election first. You've got to keep your eye on the prize. If we lose control, if we lose power, if we lose the ability to control systems and not be controlled by systems like we're being controlled right now, if we don't get this ship righted, the kids will never be saved ever. Ever. They're a lost cause. And that I don't want to happen. So it's, it's, you keep fighting for that. We're going to fight to, to ensure the elections happen fairly. That's what we're fighting for. Now, over the last few weeks, two weeks in particular, I've made some pretty bold statements. And the statements I've made, uh, well, they've pissed off a lot of people. And they say, well, why'd you attack us? Listen, someone giving their opinion is not an attack on you. Someone giving their opinion is not an attack on you. When, when you say something that I don't like, I don't see it as an attack on me. I see it as something I disagree with. And we have to have a conversation to, to either come to agreement or realize we're just going to agree to disagree. When people talk, especially when they say general things, and you think that uh, you belong to that group and you take great offense to it, how you act next is all on you. Don't feel justified that you can lie about people because you don't like what they said. Don't feel that you can go and cancel somebody or dock someone because they said something that you didn't like. Those, those things are not productive. And what it does is it, it proves who you really are at your core, that you're no better than the enemy because they use the same tactics. That's why I can rise above. So that's why I think that this next piece is important for people to hear. Not everybody. My dad once said that, <laughs> he says, too many people get upset really quickly. They think that you're talking about them. And that means their guilt. That's their guilt rising up. 
That's their um, defense mechanism. Well, don't you call me lazy. I do plenty of work. I wasn't talking about you. If you're doing the right thing, if you're working, if you're in this fight, I'm not talking to you. You're doing the right thing. Keep at it. Get other people to join you. Get your heart off your sleeve, your chip off your shoulder. What comes next? We have to remove personality and ego and everything else. It's going to be so much hard work, folks. It is not... <laughs> I've, I've, try, I've tried time and time again to explain to you what's going to happen next. The food shortages are real. Housing prices are about to plummet. People who, who just bought homes, the guy who just bought my home, overpaid through the nose to get that house. He's going to lose 20 to 30% over uh, 20 to 30% in it over the next 2 years. Gone. The market is bottoming out. What we've been warning you about for the last 2 years, the moment that the supply chain crisis started, the moment the lockdown started, we started saying this is how it's going to affect business, this is how it's going to affect the the housing market, this is how it's going to affect logistics, this is how everything's going to be affected by this 2 week shutdown. And then we didn't just stay shut down 2 weeks. We stayed shut down for months. Folks, it's going to take years to crawl out of this. There's no getting back to normal next year or when the red wave happens. That's not happening. And they're fighting harder and harder and harder not to allow it to happen. They want America to fall. The best way to do it is for you to stay on your ass. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to instigate you to, to, to rise up. And I'm not taking, talking about taking to the streets. The actions of January 6th aren't effective on a nation the size of America. You've got to get involved locally. All politics are local. Everybody that's in D.C. starts in your local backyard. They're in your state. You get to talk to them there first or address them there first. Their people, their offices. That's where you go. You get involved. You get in their face. Maxine Waters is right. Politicians hate people in their face. They especially hate a lot of people in their face, telling them what you're doing is wrong. We're not going to follow you. Either you do the right thing or we're going to replace you one way or the other. It's time that politicians start fearing the people. And I'm not talking about violence. They've got a fear for their positions. They've got a fear for their livelihoods, that they're going to lose everything themselves if they don't do the right thing by the people because they serve at our pleasure. Those jobs, those positions, the president, city councilman, those are ours. They belong to we the people. It's no different than a, than a, than a um, person who owns a business. The jobs that I create are mine. I can give those jobs to whoever I want, whoever they are, wherever they are on the planet. They're mine to give. They're not yours. They don't belong to employees. A job doesn't belong to an employee. It belongs to the employer. The, the employer gives that job out and, re, and pulls that job back in. They have a plan. I have a plan as an employer of what I'm doing with my business. Today I need 30 people. Tomorrow I need 30 people or 40 people. Six weeks I need 200 people. And then in eight weeks I only need four people again. And so what we do is our business is built like that. It's dynamic like that. And so what I do is we stopped hiring employees and we went to contractors. We just use freelancers. And there's a reason for that. By the way, I'm going to add this in right quick, real quick. If you're a graphic designer, if you're a conservative, that's the first thing. If you're a conservative and you're a graphic designer or a uh, video editor, especially After Effects, if you're into compositing, any of those things, any of that area, 
give me a, drop me a, a line if you're a freelancer and wanting to make some money on the side. Because I've got plenty of projects that we're doing on the side that we pay well. Uh, they're great clients. They're here all the time. And they're conservative. If you'd like to join us, because we're getting rid of all of our liberal, um, well, everybody that doesn't see the same thing, that we, the way that we see it. So our freelancers, we've, we've been very uh, fair over the last, well, since we started doing it this way. And um, we've got some liberal freelancers that pick and choose what projects they feel comfortable working on or not. Now, that's fine. But I can't have that. I've got to have people that I can count on. That when I say, hey, we've got a project for this group or this group or this candidate or whatever, that they just jump on it. So we got rid of all of our conservative, or I'm sorry, we got rid of all of our liberal clients. Now I need to get rid of all of my liberal freelancers. So if you're a freelancer and you've got great work, uh, let me know at, uh, hit me up at uh, choosemosaic.com. That's, our, that's my, my uh, corporate website. Uh, hit me up at choosemosaic.com. Let us know. Uh, and I think there's a form there. If not, I'll have to check. I'll have to check right after this, in fact, to make sure that that's set up. Uh, or you can always hit me up at syndication at kramersays.com. Either way. Um, my point, though, is that what you have to do is, is, is to really think about and take a look at the world. You have to be open to the fact that you may be wrong. I do it all the time. Yes, I have been wrong. It, it, let me put it this way. And it's not, I don't think it's egotistical to put it this way. The more mistakes you make early on, the easier it, it, it is to see mistakes coming at you before they happen. So I think people who are wise pay attention to the mistakes they've made and they try not to repeat those. And, and that's what I've tried to do my entire life. Don't do that again. And then warn others about it. I'm one of those guys that if you, you're going down the freeway uh, and you see somebody coming at you and they're flashing their, brights, their bright lights at you and you go, why is that guy flashing his bright lights? Well, in the old days, that was the method of telling you, hey, there's a cop that you're going toward and you're going really fast. You got to slow the fuck down. I'm that guy. I tell you that because I, I want to warn you. I, I, you know, I don't want to get a ticket. And I definitely don't want somebody else getting a ticket. So that's the little things that you do, right? You warn people. Well, that's what this is right here. That if your cognitive dissonance doesn't allow you to think outside and, and maybe, just maybe, you're, you're wrong. Even 1% of doubt in your mind that maybe, maybe I ought to take another look at this. That right there is probably one of the most important things that we're going to need moving forward. And this lady hits it perfect here. That listen to what she says about how people react and what people say and do when there's something that they've been confronted, confronted with that they do not like. Something that, well, it... It just makes them feel uneasy, and they get angry and defensive. She explains it better than I will. Here you go. There's something quite frightening about how humans deal with being wrong themselves. We don't like being wrong. We get defensive. But worse than that, when someone is showing us that we're wrong, we, you know, first of all, stick our fingers in our ears and say, like, I don't want to hear that because it, it, it's difficult for me to process. Now, you heard what she just said. When you've been proven that you're wrong or that you're hearing something that you don't like, the first thing that you do is get defensive. Now, when I, that's all of us. That's me too. All of us do it. It's what you do next. It's, it's how you handle it next. The decisions you make next. When you hear something you don't like, do you get pissed off and get angry and, and go to the keyboard or go to, go to your, your mobile device and ah! Or do you think about it for a moment and go, okay, maybe, <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong and they're right. And, and go do some research. And when I say research, you go, to their, you go to their source. You find out where they're getting their information from. Yeah, it takes time. You can't go and just look for confirmation bias. Ah, they're wrong. I found something that says the opposite of what they said, so I'm right. 
That's not how it works. You have to find out what their source is. Where are they getting their information from? Because when they tell you where they're getting their information from, that tells you what their source is. And if you know what their source is, then you can look at it the same way that they do. But far too many people don't do that. They never tell you what the source is. They just tell you, make a claim, and then move on. And they say, well, I, sir, I saw it in a, uh, you know, a magazine, or I saw it in a uh, uh, TikTok, or I saw it on Instagram, or I, I saw it on TV. I don't remember where I saw it. That, you hear that a lot. But there's this story about this guy who did this, this, and this. Did you hear about that? They cannot remember where they heard it or where they saw it, but they can remember every fact about that story, except the source. So the source is important. She continues. But the feelings that people have about people showing them they're wrong are like disgust and they are become powerful emotions. And I mean, we're in a country and, and in a culture which for a long, long time has held that we wouldn't have blasphemy laws, that we don't have, you say that against my religion and you're banged up. Now, what she's saying, now what she's saying is that there used to be blasphemy laws, blasphemy laws. Um, where if you spoke against a religion, you could go to jail. And in Britain, they got rid of those. They're bringing them back for other things, though. Listen closely to what she says. You can't go to jail for speaking out against someone's religion, but... In jail. And yet we have had serious people suggest that anyone that says things that are sort of anti-vax, it was mainly aimed at, but who knows where it would go to, would get a jail sentence. That's really frightening. And obviously that's not an environment where you can have open debate. That's why the censorship that we've seen on social media is so fucking dangerous. Because what it does is it creates an even more us versus them. It, it, it separates people into tribes. And when people in tribes, they no longer consider the feelings or the emotions, or anything else <clears throat> of the other person on the other side, in the other tribe. That's the enemy. We have to defeat them at all costs. And that's what these social media platforms have done. They've separated us into tribes. Now, I'm one of those people. I don't stay in a tribe. I, I float from tribe to tribe to tribe. I've done that my entire life. I had to. <laughs> my dad, we moved so much. I, you know, I, I, I floated among the jocks. I floated among the cool kids. I floated among the, you know, we called them the hoods at the time. I floated amongst uh, the country boys. I, I floated amongst the girls track team. I floated amongst everybody in school. The girls track team, I was manager because, <laughs> God, they were hot. So my, my position, my, my point is this, is that... <clears throat> Those people who become tribal are dangerous because they, they lose the association with someone else possibly being right. They're so locked in to what they believe that they cannot break out of it and think that maybe this other human being, they may be right or maybe we both share commonality and don't even realize it because we're so pissed off at each other. She continues. It's not an environment where people who've got concerns feel readily able to raise those concerns. Um, and without that, we won't progress at all. But I think realistically, we will be living for the rest of our lives in a, in a community that's divided on this. There'll be a core group of people who change their mind. And, there are, and I'm one of them. I've changed my mind. There you go. Being open-minded is the most important thing. Open-minded that you may be wrong. That maybe you're being lied to. Maybe you're being guided down the, the uh, yellow brick road. You have no idea. So you have to be cautious of all things. That's not saying you have to be afraid of things, but you just can't take things at face value. Like when CNN said, for example, that 
the Ukrainian forces on Snake Island were so brave and, and they told the they told the Russian, you know, battleship to fuck off. And the Russians decimated them, just destroyed the entire island. Never happened. Did not happen. The Ukrainians told the Russians to fuck off. Everybody laughed. The Russians went and picked them up and took them prisoner. That's what happened. Or how about the um, the ghost of Kiev? You don't think you can be fooled? You get upset when, when the left lies to you. But what about a lie told to you to make you believe that something else is real? Is there, the, is there just a chance, just a sliver that you're wrong, a sliver of a chance that you're wrong? Is there a chance? There is a chance because you're human and you can be wrong. I can be wrong, but I'm not wrong about this. <laughs> hey, if you want to get involved, we are building out Kramer Says. We are, uh, we've got a developer that we're working with. Um, actually, I'm going to be calling him as soon as I get done with this to get things rolling. Um, Kramer Says is revamping. We want, to, uh, we want to be a resource. We want to be a place where you can find the information that you need. You can sign up. You don't have to. We need leaders, though, in each state. And the leaders that we need in each state would be responsible for, for keeping the website of their state, the portion of the, the website of their state, um, um, running and uh, placing information that we need about that state with resources and so on. So, you know, for example, in Wyoming, I don't know anything about Wyoming, but I'm sure somebody who's listening right do- now does. And they know what the voting systems are. They know what the laws are. And they could help us set up a resource site to tell the people of Wyoming exactly where to go, who to talk to, those type of things. We want to make it a resource site. People go, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get involved. That's what we're doing. Now, there's a bunch of people out there, the conspiracy theorists, that are saying that I'm doing this, that I've sold out, and I'm doing this to get your name. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to put your name in. You don't. But I'll tell you this. If you're too afraid to put your name on a list to say that you're going to fight for your country because you think that the FBI is going to come and get you or that the IRS is going to audit you, if you're afraid of that, then you're not who you think you are. You're not as brave as you think you are. You're not as much of a patriot as you think you are. If you're too afraid to put your name on the line like our founding fathers did when they put their name on the line, when John Hancock wrote his signature, that was a middle finger to the king. He was signing his life away. I am a traitor to the crown. That's what happened when they signed that document. And you're worried about getting on a list for the FBI. You're not the patriot you think you are if you're not brave enough to do that. That's fine. Only 3% ever fought in the Civil War or the Revolutionary War. That's why the 3%ers got their name. Only 3% were brave enough to stand and put their names on the line. So if you're not brave enough to put your name on the line, that's fine. You don't have to. But you can help those that are. And that's what we're, that's what we're asking for, is the support of that. Again, I will never ask for money, ever. I'm asking for your help, your time, your assistance. That's all we're asking for. If you want to join us, syndication at KramerSays.com. Hit me up. We're, we're, we will get this fixed this week to where you can actually go into a forum and we can have a conversation. Uh, it's been very hectic the last couple of weeks, so uh, I've, I've kind of missed uh, getting this done as fast as I wanted to. But if you want to join us and, and be an agent of change in your state or in your city, in your county, please join us. Syndication at KramerSays.com. My name is Kramer. 
This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 24th. That's all I have for today. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. We'll see you then. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.